Welcome to Shay's Heart to Heart Podcast. This is a place where you will get an experience, not just advice. There's so many podcasters out there right now that's giving advice. But you have a story. We all have a story to tell. And whatever your story is, I hope that this is the podcast for you. This podcast will bring to light those things that's in the dark about God, about relationships, about yourself. And I really do hope that this podcast brings us to a place to want to live a higher, more conscious, more God-like life. I'm a family woman. I have been separated, divorced, and I have some life experiences. And I simply speak from my own experiences and from the experiences of others. I hope that this podcast enlightens and be a light in the darkness. Welcome to Shay's Heart to Heart. Greetings, Shay's Heart fam. How you doing? (laughs) I hope all is well. I hope that your mind, body, and spirit, even your soul is intact on this beautiful day, night, or afternoon, or even evening. Today, I want to remind us that we shouldn't become prison to the systems, societies, or others' expectations of us. And the moments that, the moment that, or the, that we become mirrors of what somebody or what the society wants us to be, we then become a shadow of who we're really supposed to be. But that's the shade verse for today. Anyways, I, I'm just really, I'm just so elated to get into the deepest depths of this segment. Today, I want to speak about uncharted waters. Now, I'm not sure about y'all. I'm not sure about those people that may may live on a rock somewhere that's fine. Because I've lived, I've lived on a rock a couple times myself. Now, we officially have a black Little Mermaid, Ariel. And when 
<laughs> when I think about the Little Mermaid, I think about I have so many memories. And when like I said, when I, when I think about the Little Mermaid, I think about so many different things that I was taught concerning the Little Mermaid. Now, this movie hits me hard because I've always had a big fear of water. Always. And with this fear of water that I've always had, it it kind of soothed me to think about a mermaid. When I think about a mermaid, I think about I think about a, a magical, mystical being that's beautiful, that's protective. Even in the mermaid moves I've seen before, even after, excuse me, even after the Little Mermaid, they always protect. They've they're never dangerous. It's it's never this. I don't know. It, it, it's never this dangerous or, or or evil. I guess symbol symbolism of merman or mer mermaids, and there's so many different theologies around that alone that I can dive deep into it. But the excitement came from that we have a, a black little mermaid. I'm like, she's melanated. She's copper. And she represents she represent little girls that look like my little girls. And she looks like, well, uh, she looks like we are sisters. <laughs> so I don't know. It is something so magical about that. So I decided to take the girls to see the, the Little Mermaid twice because my client's wife took them the first time. So I'm like, let me go ahead and go and see what this is about. Let me tell y'all something. Hallie Bailey, I believe, is her name. I don't want to get her name twisted. But this 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 young lady, she did her thing. You understand? I yelled. I was the loudest one in a movie theater. I surely was. And I was on the second row. You heard me. Now, the Little Mermaid for me, it spoke so many volumes. And I, I'm, I don't, I'm not going to speak too much on it because I want you to go and see it. But I can say the, well, it's a couple, it's a couple of things that stood out. One of them was at the end of the movie where her father said, you didn't have to lose your voice for, for, for me to hear you. But she did. She had to lose her voice in order for her father to not to hear her. And I, I felt I felt as if there's so many women, uh, so many women especially, we we've had to lose our ourselves. We had to, we had to strip off certain parts of ourselves that was so beautiful, so important, so valuable, just to get a title, just to get get something less than, or just to get affection of a man or or a validation from a from a father or, or male or male or a male point of view or just or just getting something from a male. 
you know, it 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 it, it spoke volumes to me concerning that. Now, to get into the nitty gritty of it, though, okay, because there was just one major thing, and of course I'll expound on it later into the segment. But when it comes down to uncharted waters, it it reminds me of so many Disney Disney movies. It's almost like you are pushing the boundaries. You're like the boundaries that set for your life. I may do a segment on it, or I may just intrigate this. I may combine the the two movies together. I don't know, but it's it hits home for me, and it's like this. It's like a similar revelation. I don't know if you ever watched the Truman Show. The Truman Show is a nineteen ninety eight movie. I believe I had to be around ten years old when this movie came out. Now, this particular movie was about Jim Carrey. He was star of his own movie. Everybody in the movie was an actor. Everything was fake. Everything except his love for one young lady. So just check out the Truman Show. And then and the people created what well, were well, the the main the the main director. He uh, Christoph, I believe. I may begin this name incorrect. Please correct me. Hey, I'm open for correction. I'm humble. But he created this world for him. He created fears in him. They had symbolism throughout the entire movie. And it took a while for Jim Carrey to get it. But once he got it, he's like, hold on now. This is not real. This seems like a fake world. Everything is just a certain way. Everything seems scripted. And just like Ariel in her life, and like in my head it connects, y'all. But if it don't connect, that's fine. Like I said, I may end up just doing a whole nother, another another episode or segment on the Truman Show. But it connects in my head. Because just like Ariel, just like just like Prince Eric, these people were were imprisoned. They were constricted to a certain lifestyle, certain belief. They they needed to do this particular thing and if they didn't do this particular thing, they were deemed or, or viewed a certain way by those people around them. It's almost like they had fake lives or they had lives just, they, they had these, they had these scripted lives based off of what others wanted them to be. So when I speak about uncharted waters, I'm speaking of going beyond what others want you to believe. Well, others want you to do or, you know, you exceeding those expectations of others. I, I read this book called The Four Agreements. And in this book, it changed my life, literally. It spoke about being impeccable while words, not taking things personal. 
always doing our best, and it's another one. I'm sure it's going to come to my. It's going to come to my come to my mind before this segment is over. But the one, well, first off, the one that hit me hardest was not taking things personal because this something that I still struggle with. You know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm an ex people pleaser. And it's a and some of the habits still try to come back and and boomerang or rebound, but no, we're not gonna do that today. So with dealing with those people pleasing tendencies, first off. Secondly, always doing my best. And in the book, it, it breaks down the it gives a clear picture of what that looks like. For example, if you're having a hard day or you say you had a long day and you've probably had a long stressful day, probably very busy, your best will look different. Your best won't look, you know, like it won't look or someone won't envision someone of high energy, someone who's, doing uh, who's exercising who's cooking who's cleaning who's doing all these different things you're gonna see someone who is tired you're gonna see someone who needs mental and emotional and even spiritual rest because sometimes we're not tired because of us not getting physical sleep it's because mentally our our brains and our our thoughts are racing and we, we're having anxiety. So one of the things that I am embodying at this point in time is maintaining healthy boundaries and healthy expectations of myself. So if someone is putting too much pressure on me to do this or be that, I can't be that. I can't do that. This is the best that I can give you. On my best day, I have high energy. I'm exercising, doing some yoga, drinking my water. Hey, I'm talking fast. I'm excited. I'm joyous. I'm full of bliss. I'm dancing. I'm smiling. I am at peace with myself in the world. However, if I if I had just that moment of just wanting to bust somebody beside the head and I'm gutter with it, you may not get that gentle side of me. So that's where a lot of the other aspects of doing your best comes in. Why am I saying that? I'm saying that because so many times we are living a life trying to please others when they don't know what the hell they want or who they are in the first place. And we have to go beyond the limits and boundaries that others put on us because when we because when we are living life to please others, what type of life are we really living? And when we're living when we're living life just like Ariel or just like Prince Eric or just like Jim Carrey in the Truman Show, a lot of times we are in that we are in a headspace of trying to live according to how others want us to live and to do how do to do things how others want us to do things and i find myself stuck in that cycle at times especially now 
since, you know, I'm involving from this place of being a people pleaser. And to be a people pleaser, you you would go far beyond just to make sure someone else is a priority. You always sec- you self sacrifice yourself. You secretly validate the approval of others, and you care about what other people think. And I want to pride myself like I don't care, but I do care. I do, I do. I'm sensitive, and with doing some shadow work. And shadow work really is getting to the root of my whys or getting to the root of why why I may have this trigger or what this trigger means or where did it come from, what event happened, what circumstance happened around this thing that made me the way I am. So when you do shadow work, it's like you go into those hidden or unknown parts of yourself and you... it's not you that do it. It's like God, God allowed those triggers to bring light into those dark places. And the more light that's shining on those things or that particular thing, it's going to, in a way, make you have to face it. It's like facing a fear or fear or a fear of the darkness or the boogeyman or fear of rejection. And you are getting down to the bottom, like, why am I this way? Where did this come from? And you begin to journal, you begin to release. And the more you release and the more healed you become in the area, it's almost like you, you, you become, you become bent, not broken. You become stronger in the process. It's like a diamond with pressure. You become better. And just like this, this uncharted waters in with Ariel or Haley, uh, I'm saying like Haley, Haley Bailey, excuse me. I'm slaughtering her name. I love her voice. I love her sister, but I'm slaughtering her name right now, but I'm, I'm sure I'm going to get it right. But just like the character she betrayed, which I believe she betrayed the little mermaid excellent. Because she showed the shyness, she showed the, the the willing to explore and how that was rejected, that was not accepted. And through the unacknowledgement and the unacceptance and the judgment of her father, she she ended up rebelling. She she had a curiosity. If only her father would have told her something about the humans, she probably would have not had such a her, her curiosity probably would have never spread the way it did. And just like a lot of us, we we allow those things and we allow situations and people to define us. And in a sense, if we can look at it through our spiritual eyes, Ariel, Prince Eric, and Jim Carrey, all they they were dealing with the matrix, this false system, this these false belief system, the BS of everything, and they were facing themselves. And I believe that they went through the awakening of the ego, or, or the death of the ego, or the spiritual awakening. And they like, this is who I really am. Why am I denying that part of me? Why am I not being this person? Why am I not? Why am I not 
learning about these spiritual gifts that I have. These things are not evil. They are they are beautiful. They are meant to to be a gift for the world. God is going to use these gifts. So it's like you no longer suppress yourself. And when you are traveling on when you're traveling down uncharted waters or paths, we are going in areas or of land or sea not mapped or surveyed, unexplored, untraveled, undiscovered, unplummeted, unfamiliar. It's it's, it's strange. And we and we are in this headspace where we're going into unfamiliar territories. And that's what God wants us to do. God wants us to do that. And I believe God was showing, you know, God was showing me uh, this, the revelation that, that we are being called to go into those unfamiliar places because it's in a familiar, the, the familiarity that we become complacent and we stop putting in the work to be our best selves. We stop wanting to be, the best partner, the best employee, the, I'm going to say the the best entrepreneur. We stop wanting to do going business for ourselves and being there for our families. We we start we, we, we start going through the cycle of constant perpetuating this fake life or, or, or just trying to keep up with the Joneses, trying to keep up with this fake life just for the proof of others, just to get the accolades. And if I may just be really, really honest, for a moment, just become this, just be a little transparent about my own personal journey, especially where I am now and how far how far God has brought me concerning relationships. I am still judged by some Christian, I say system brothers, on a certain scale because I decided not to get back with my ex-husband. And this isn't to be messy and thing. But my ex-husband, you know, come around and he's been a father. Oh, he's, look, look at him. He's doing this, he's doing this, he's doing that. But that's what he's supposed to be doing. He's supposed to be a father. He's supposed to do that. So am I supposed to just fall over and he uh, just be, be in love with him again? All because he's been a father? No, I don't think so. That doesn't erase the things that have happened. It doesn't erase the, the events or circumstances. I just see that, you know, we've both moved on. We're happy. Well, no, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say happy, blissful. At least I can say on my account, you know, what perceived, what what's perceived from his point of view, he's smiling and, and he's excited about life. So, and so am I. So it's like we're in a really good headspace concerning, you know, our lives, our own personal lives. And we're just co-parenting. So it's like people romanticize people getting back together. I even had someone say, well, what, uh, well, how can God get, get the, uh, get the glory? You know, uh, like, like, no, I wasn't, I'm paraphrasing. 
in what way God get the, the, the best glory or the most glory out of this or something like that? And he was like, oh, well, if y'all get back together, I'm like, no, God can get the glory out of divorce too. I have never been this woman. I didn't know she even existed. It took all that. So God gets the glory because God brought all, God brought this version of me out of all that mess. So it was mess on both ends. That's why we are the way we are now. This, you know, this, that's why we in this place. We have the place because we both done the work to this place to, to realize that. Now, of course, it's still I'm at work. But why am I saying this? I'm saying I had to go and, and to uncharted, unfamiliar places. And I had to step out and I had to go down a path that was that was unpaved, <laughs> unknown. And so how many of us are allowing past situations to trap us? And it's been so many times where I was told I didn't pray enough. I didn't pray enough. I didn't, I wasn't steadfast enough. I wasn't, I wasn't doing enough. But when someone wants to go off and live a whole nother life with somebody else and y'all supposed to be married. I mean, what more can you do after almost five months? You can't do anything. If you tried marriage counseling, you tried talking, you tried praying, you, you did try to, you, you tried everything. That says no, everything was tried. It didn't work. <laughs> it takes two people to want to be together. So it's a lot that went into that. A lot of emotional healing that I had to go through for a couple of years, up to two years. And through that process, I learned I really, I never needed them. I only needed God. I only needed those people who's in my life currently. I, you know, I found a strength within myself, you know what I mean, to really just go forth and and do that work. To 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 see a therapist, to to really go through that spiritual awakening that that that, <laughs> that, that divorce that divorce really took me through it. You know, going back and forth to court took me through it. All those things took me through it. I don't understand that now I get it now. Because the woman who I am now, she's she was birthed forth through all that pain. And so for me to go back or even to consider going back, it's like going it's like me voluntarily going to hell. Pretty much. <laughs> so it's okay that I left. It's okay that I I, it's okay that I, I threw it, I threw in the towel because I did my best. So some people will never be happy with where you are. And I think that's word, that's, that's, that's a big word, especially that's something God speaking to me about because people will never understand your struggle. I've been single. I've been struggling single, happily single. You know, confused single, want to be in a serious relationship single, in relationship settling single, divorce, you know, still wanting my family, you know, for, for, for the first two years. And even so much as to get myself out there emotionally to even trying to date and it failing, but yet again, I didn't allow that to hinder me. 
Now I can say the, my partner with, with with now, he understands my process because I had given up on relationships, but but through his consistency and his persistence and him showing me, hey, that I want something real too. And I understand what you've been through because I've been through some some similar things. It it really helped me get out of that mindset or that hard mindset that true love is not out there or people, some people really, uh, they really don't care about you. It's been a lot of transitioning with that, with this particular relationship. This is why I'm saying all this because some people are ostracized, especially women. They are ostracized because they just stay there and, and why he did whatever he did, or if that's your, if that's your case, or, or or if you are in this situation or heard about this, or if you heard about a situation like this, so many Christian women are in a way forced to pray and, and and stick it through and go through the roughs and toughs and do all this while he go out and do whatever he want to do, and that's not what God want want for his for his daughters. God wants us to be whole. God wants us to be blissful, to have peace, to know our worth, to know who we are, and not lose that in a relationship or children or in even in our life in our life purpose. God wants us to do His will. That's it. You know, not not totally exhaust ourselves and make ourselves look old trying to be there and all that for me or whatever your purpose may be. And for a long time, I allowed those people to, to judge me and make me feel bad for walking away from a, a very toxic situation, you know, but the thing is I had to go to those uncharted waters and through the process. Now I'm like, okay, I understand. I've had people say, well, God, I want y'all back. And God and God ain't spoke to me about nothing. And I talk to God every day. So trust me, God has brought me to a place of completeness and wholeness, to a place where I would never go to a place or go to someone that broke me in the first place. And just like Ariel, just like the Little Mermaid, just like... Just like Jim Carrey, he had to break free from that false that false facade, and that director and and those people and those actors they were getting paid off of his life, off of his truth, off of his humanity, and so many times in life we sacrifice that part of ourselves or those parts of ourselves for nothing. It's almost like we become a Judas in our stories. We sacrifice our own selves for our own stories. For a little money, for a little fame, for a little attention. But the thing is, we if if we gonna if we're going to do what we're, what we're called to do, we have to go to we have to go through those uncharted, rough, tough waters because because God gives his best God gives his best battles or God gives the battles to his strongest warriors. And there's some strong warriors out here. That you're going through things, you're wondering why, why, why God don't give me this, 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 this particular assignment, this particular gift, 
Maybe it's because you can handle it. In these uncharted waters, it's tough. And you feel like you just edited by yourself, but you're not. You're not. It's unfamiliar, scary. <laughs> it's undiscovered. It's untraveled. It's unexplored. And you're going to be the one to pave these roads for other people. And for those people who are half pavers, I don't know if that's the terminology, we have to go to uncharted territory. And in the midst of, in the midst of the Little Mermaid, you guys got to watch it in the movie. Great things happen because they both decided to go to uncharted waters. Prince Eric and Ariel. So and her father ended up noticing her and seeing her, and it took her losing her voice to do that. It took her losing her voice to see, for for others to see. It took Eric losing himself and being in love for his parents to see that. So let's check the movie out. But whatever uncharted paths that you've been called upon, I want to pray for you and, and know that you are not, let you know you're not the only one. God, right now, we just thank you. God, we just thank you for your provision. We thank you for your light. And God, we pray, we just pray that you be a light in the darkness and light not in this, this direct our paths of all our steps today. Whoever's listening to this, God, who's on the path of unfamiliar, like unfamiliar territory, God, enlighten us, strengthen us, and be with us as we walk on this journey. Strengthen those around us and give us a great support team. It's going to love us unconditionally and all love in Jesus' name, man. I hope that this was a great segment. I hope this segment really spoke volumes. Check out these two movies, The Little Mermaid, 2023, of course, and The Truman Show, 1998. And you can find it on YouTube. But... It's just such, it's a lot of revelations in the Truman Show. For those people who's enlightened with third eye opening and all this, and you're awakened, and you understand, and you understand, and you perceive, and you tune tune in, you're going to see so many different things. You're going to see that in a Truman Show, a lot of these things are going on now with social media, with fake news and and people trying to be who they are not and I would love to see a Truman part two to see how his life ended up or if he went into another fake reality or show I don't know but that that, that really left me on cliffhanger but anyways I love y'all Remember, out of the heart flows the issues of life. Let your heart be light as a feather. And love and light. I love y'all. Until next time, be looking out for the next segment. And pray for your girl as I just continue to move forward. And thank you for supporting me in this book. You can go to Amazon and put in my first last name, L-E-S-H-E-A Jackson. 
and it's her story, Queen, a, a queen's journey. I mean, a, a, excuse me, a queen's story. And um, it's an affirmational journal. And it's a journal that's going to help us heal and become our best selves. I love y'all, and I can't wait to hear from you. Till next time.